Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports Podcast. We had amazing, amazing games of football over the weekend. I mean, I wish I could have covered it earlier, perhaps on a Monday or a Tuesday, but uh, here we are on a uh, Thursday. But uh, quickly get into the games because they were all very interesting and I came to a conclusion, which I did post on my Instagram page. But uh, I'll talk about that later. So let's get right into it, right? We had the Bengals and the Titans. Uh, the Bengals won the game on a walk-off field goal. Here are some of the points that I had while I was watching the games. Joe Burrow played a decent game. What I mean by that is like he didn't obviously play exceptionally well, but I just felt that he made the necessary throws when needed, right? And he didn't make too many mistakes. He took the sacks. There was a couple points where in the game I was looking at it and I'm like, oh, that kind of just took you out of field goal range. But it is a second year, so I guess we got to give him a break for that. But when it came to the throwing mechanics, playing the QB position, he didn't make too many mistakes. And I was like, mm, very impressed. I'll get to the point later what I'm talking about. And obviously they have a great wide receiver in Jamar Chase. It's his first year and it looks like he's going to win rookie, rookie of the Year. I'm not too happy about that because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I thought Micah deserved it, but I guess offense wins over defense nowadays, right? And anytime I see Jamar Chase play, I haven't had the opportunity to watch him play too many games, but I've watched the two playoff games that they've been in. Seems like every time he touches the ball, he's ready to make a play, right? And he goes over 100 yards every single game, it feels like to me. It's always around like the 90, 80 yards for like five, six receptions. And maybe he gets a TD and then he has one of these just electrifying games where he has like three touchdowns for over 200 yards. So he looks promising and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase duel kind of looking scary. Then their defense is stepping up. Like I felt like in a very big way, like their defense is surprisingly really good. And I couldn't really think of too many players on the Bengals defense. Like, it's been a minute since I've really paid attention to the Cincinnati Bengals. I remember the last time they had was Geno Atkins, that another pass rusher, and they had just a different variety of players than what I know them now, right? Just really haven't been paying too much attention to the Bengals, but their defense seems amazing. They took our corner, second corner, uh, corner of Wuzier. Seems like he is going well for him in the Bengals, but uh, other than that, the defense gets timely pressures, their CBs can make plays. Uh, defense is picking up at the right time for Tensei. And then finally, um, the question that I had about that game was, um, I felt, uh, I think Joe Burrow straight the full four years in college. I think he did, or somewhere. He had at least over two years. And my question is that, since he seemed like composed and like I felt like he was already there, he's played in big game situations. Should QB stay in college for the full four years to have a better understanding of the NFL and the QB position? I'm talking only about QBs, right? So I feel like that position is just so like you got to know a lot of things: the play calling, reading the defense, um, making uh, audibles, and then just knowing everything which receiver should be in one place. And I just feel like. Even if you're supremely talented, like you got the throwing mechanics and everything done, you're, you're a triple threat quarterback. Like, wouldn't it be just better if they just stayed for the full four years? Because I feel like QB, if you were to learn it, would probably take most people four, like a, a four, four years to learn it from just the mental aspect, not even the physical. So that's my question to you guys. And then the Titans, obviously, they had a big upl uplift with Derrick Henry coming back. Oh, Mr. King Henry. Everybody was crazy about this. But uh, Henry had a pretty good game, but uh, I guess it was just so quiet and low scoring that he, like the crowd never got into the game. That's something I also noticed. It was just very hard for them to get in the game because most of this game, uh, since he was always up, that's something that I just noticed. And then uh, Ryan Tannehill struggled to understand the Bengals defense. 
just I was, I was amazed like the first play they come out and um they're trying to go to julio jones but they had derrick henry i'm like you got to give derrick henry the ball after the long injury and the fans are still standing everybody's waiting for him and you throw a pick and i, I was like oh, ryan Tannehill doesn't make too many mistakes he's a game manager but uh, i just felt he really had a hard time reading the bengals defense when it shouldn't have been that big of an issue and uh, talking about the interception, the, that ball was actually attended for Julio Jones. Seemed like the Titans thought Julio Jones was the piece that they needed, but seems like he, it just came washed. Um, big Julio Jones fan. Um, enjoyed him in Atlanta. Uh, did some spectacular things. Still one of the greatest Super Bowl catches he made against the Patriots. But uh, obviously that's not what that Super, Super Bowl is remembered as. But I just felt like the Titans might actually just get rid of Julio Jones this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they let him go, like if they didn't like retain him at all. It just um just didn't work out. It just seems like he's a little washed. Doesn't seem healthy anymore. Doesn't have the same explosive speed. So I guess uh, the Titans will be looking for another receiver. Maybe they already have an Brown, but I don't know. Could be. And then uh, defense looked good. I felt like the defense kept them in this game, uh, even though the offense had potential to explode, but just kept in check. But the defense was really good. Um, CBs, DB, uh, the D-line, everybody was making plays, uh, good defense. And I, for the most part, I think they did their job. And then uh, the questions about I have about the Titans is like, are they... Are they just trying to get in the playoffs and make it to the championship game and that's that's successful in Tennessee? But um, can you win a Super Bowl if your vocal point is your running back? Right? I haven't. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like Derrick Henry, amazing player, once in a generational player, especially at that position. But can you make your running back your vocal point and actually win the Super Bowl when the entire offense revolves around them? In NFL running backs lifespan in the nfl is like two to three years perfect example is ezekiel ellie for the dallas cowboys like zeke before had amazing speed could hurdle could cut sideways was just a monster his first and second year but uh hasn't been the same anymore and i just feel like eventually even superhuman derrick henry is is like the times really have to sit down can we are we really gonna make derrick henry the vocal point can we win like this how many teams have we seen win with a running back when this their vocal point not in a long time especially with the passing quarterbacks nowadays so that's my questions with the titans then we go over to the 49ers with the packers let's start off with the 49ers <sighs> jimmy g again i made a post about him about being in a tier of young quarterbacks i don't actually know what jimmy g's age is but seems like he's been around for not too long but i felt like he was trying to lose this game like some of the throws he was making were hella questionable. The level of a high school player, that's what I was getting at. Even the reads, some of the reads that Jimmy G was making. Like, are you serious, dude? Like, you're an NFL quarterback. Like, how do you make those reads? The positives, I feel like Debo Samuels, amazing player, very versatile, but he needs to be used more as a running back than a wide receiver. I feel like on the receiving end, they've got great talent. They got, obviously, George Kittle. They've got Ayuk. They've got a couple more uh, playmakers on the wide receiver end, but I feel like for their running back, it's taking a hit because of all the injuries. But I feel like Debo is such a threat that if you put him in the backfield, the defenses don't really know how to contain him if that makes any sense. So I think Debo should be more coming out of the backfield than obviously playing the wide re wide receiver position. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan stuck to his game plan. 
Um, they only went on it, I think, one time on fourth down, which was like towards the end of the game. But other than that, I felt like Kyle Shanahan stuck to his game plan because I feel like could have taken some chances early on, but he just stuck to the game plan and uh, special teams, which was a huge factor for them because it was a huge concern that I think Green Bay and the 49ers had, I think, a top 10 were special teams according to stats. I don't know how stats work for special teams, but uh, they're not so great. And it was actually pretty funny when they blocked. I was like, yo, okay, that's actually crazy. They were both concerned about special teams and one team finally did something, right? Because uh, the Packers couldn't stop the 49ers from blocking the punt, which was the biggest play of the game. And um, the 49ers front seven just keeps to, just keeps going. It's amazing. Led by uh, Nick Bosa, but... Uh, I got a glimpse of that in the 49ers and the Cowboys game where uh, Zach didn't have the time that I thought he would, even though I felt like he could have played a bit, bit bit better, even with the lack of time. But, hey, the front seven really bothered Aaron Rodgers and uh, just didn't look the same. So I feel like the front seven is just really carrying this team with alongside with Devo. And uh, it's a perfect formula, I guess, in the, the playoff football. And then finally, let's go over to the Packers side. The Packers... <laughs> <laughs> Looked like they were going to steamroll the Niners in the first two drives, right? So I'm watching the game, and uh, my brother's there, and he's like, yo, I believe in the 49ers, yo. They're really, they're a really good team. I was like, yeah, they just played Dallas, and Dallas is not just a one-and-done playoff team to begin with. But uh, he's like, no, don't, don't worry. And then, yeah, the Packers look like world beaters in the first two drums. The game's over. I wasn't really paying too much attention after that, but uh, started off really, really well. But another thing that I noticed was that Aaron Rodgers didn't have the same velocity on the balls like in the past. Uh, some of the balls he even threw to like Adams and some of his uh, wide receiver court was not coming with the same velocity and the ball was kind of wobbly. So that's what something I was paying attention to. Even some of the throws were very low and Devontae Adams just went and got it. I was like Devontae was really out here just balling. But maybe uh, Rogers wasn't fine. Maybe the weather was too cold. I don't know. Maybe he's getting old. But that's just something that I picked up. And uh, again, quickly, Devontae was the only one making the plays, right? It's quite funny that the... Packers didn't want OBJ even for the vet minimum because they thought he was like too much of a diva. Could have really used him this game, right? And then uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, again, in the he- in the news again, last year in the championship game when it was fourth and something with like two, three minutes left, they didn't go for it. They kicked the field goal, didn't get the ball back, lost the game. This time on the game-winning field goal attempt by the uh, 49ers, um, he actually only had 10 players on the field or one less. I can't remember what it was because I think it was 12 players on defense. But apparently, he just didn't make the right adjustment. And time management was, again, a brutal. Like, they've had good playoffs. I mean, they had good seasons, regular season, But in the playoffs, it just seems like Matt LaFer comes up short with his own doing. So, uh, if Rodgers leaves, do they still keep Matt LaFer? Or, I don't know, but it's going to be trouble in Green Bay, it seems like. And then obviously the last video is, uh, was obviously Rodgers going off the field. Looked very like uh, a goodbye to the Green Bay Packers. Just the way they ended that. I've seen LeBron James grow through that tunnel when he left Cleveland the first time. And it just gave me a feeling, well, this dude's not really coming back. And again, when he lost to uh, the Warriors and they got swept, he left through the tunnel hugging his family and stuff like that. Like, oh, doesn't seem like he's going to come back to Cleveland and went to LA. And it just seems like that was the last game Aaron Rodgers did play in Green Bay. Do you guys agree with that? Or was that just uh, Fox just uh, up in the ratings be like, just get the shot because it looks pretty sick here. <laughs> and let's go over to the Sunday game. There's the Chargers and the Bucks Again, to start off with the Chargers, Matt Stafford looks like a man on a mission. 
Uh, what do I mean by this? Because he's played in Detroit for so long that I feel like a lot of people forget just how beautiful Matt Stafford throws the football. Again, I'm a QB myself, and I just admire people who can throw the ball and just like the tight spiral or just the way it spins in the air. Like he's ha he has a really good arm, and uh, it seems like a man on a mission. I just felt like going up against Brady, we'd see like Matt Stafford uh, struggle just a little bit, but he was on. Like most of the throws he made were uh, a couple of them could have been picked, but for the most of the day, he was on point. I feel like he had so many years in Detroit that I'm not making the playoff that he's finally here to prove something. So that's what I got from Matt Stafford. Played a great game. And then obviously his wide receiving core, uh, OBJ and Cooper Cup, they look like a good duo. Like OBJ seemed to be the problem in Cleveland. And I told everybody OBJ wasn't the problem in Cleveland. It's fucking been Maker, uh, Baker Mayfield. And I don't even know what's happening with him right now, right? He could be on his way out of Cleveland. And uh, they kind of gave up a lot to get OBJ and then they let him go. <sighs> Maybe Cleveland regrets it. And obviously Cooper Cobb, just MVP candidate. When I saw his name up there with like all the quarterbacks, I was like, yo, that's actually crazy to actually see like a receiver be up there. And he's not even like one of the, regarded as one of the best receivers, right? He's more of like a slot guy. But shout out to Cooper Cobb. Staff, uh, Stafford's got some weapons out there. And then Cam Akers comes back and uh, looks good in the first game. And then uh, he looked good against the Bucks too, but it just seems like he has a fumbling problem because he fumbled on two crucial plays right before when they're about to score a touchdown. He fumbled on the one. I was like, eh, okay, kind of not his fault. But then the one when they're running, trying to run at the clock, vital. He fumbles again, and I was like, oh, he has a lot of talent, but I don't know if um, if the Chargers going forward are gonna be uh, really happy with Cam Akers because again, he has the talent, but the ball keeps coming out, so I don't know what's gonna happen with that one either. And then the defense won this game for the Rams. Aaron Donald in the front uh, four and the seven. And then they got obviously a great defense. It's one of the most star-studded defenses, right? They got Jalen Ramsey. They got Eric Weddle coming out of retirement. The last time I remember Eric Weddle was from like Madden 13 when I had his like 92 overall card. <laughs> great safety. And then they got Vaughn Miller. They got two great linebackers. And I'm just like, this team's pretty good, right? Like they shouldn't be this better. And finally feels like they're putting everything together. And... Uh, Aaron Donald just making noises. I'm I'm the best player regardless of position. Just saw him so many times. Just like can't be stopped. Another question I had was like, yo, Aaron Donald can't be stopped. Like, does this man take breaks or does he just rush the quarterback at 100 miles an hour, 100% effort every single time? Like, this dude's superhuman. Like, seriously, does this man come out of the game? I've seen him like maybe here and there, but it just doesn't seem like he takes breaks like that. Absolute monster. And on the box side, obviously, we got to start with. Tom Brady didn't have much time to throw the ball. Again, his uh, I think it was his left tackle, right tackle was injured. And obviously, he is missing also two key playmakers. Shout out, AB. <laughs> I was feeling like fabulous out there. He knew the Jets stay like a music video. That's what he said on the Nug Boys video. And I just found that hilarious. Live in the moment, AB. And then, obviously, kid Chris Godwin had him on my fantasy team. Was a little bit meh, inconsistent. But uh, always put up like 9 to 10 points. And if you got a touchdown, I was lucky. But he's been injured for Tom Brady. So two key players, and uh, Tom just wasn't on just the way he usually was. He had a lot of throws that were high to low, or the receivers were covered, or balls tipped at the line. Super weird gaming, but for some reason, even though when the Rams were up, I feel like the entire world was like, Tom Brady's coming back. He's not leaving without a fight, and that's exactly what he did, but he just came up just a little bit short. And obviously, the defense played as best as they could. I felt like in the first half, they kind of got shredded and they were a little bit demoralized. I thought they, they, they thought T, uh, Tom Brady would have like at least a touchdown and a few points on the board. But it wasn't like that. But again, the defense stepped up when they needed to. Created some offense. Uh, created some turnovers for the offense. 
and the offense obviously got them back in the game but again the Bucks defense is just remarkably talented so they're obviously gonna be back but um that's what I think do the Bucks run it back or does Brady retire so if Brady retires I'm thinking maybe A-Rod thinks like you know what if Brady retires I'm not too bad here in Tampa Bay either right defense is like we go from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers that's not bad either so that's what we're wondering in Tampa Bay now. Finally, another great game. The last game of the night between the Bills and the Chiefs. The battle of the young quarterbacks, right? And uh, let's start off with the Chiefs. It just seems like Patrick Mahomes can just make any play on the field. My brother's a big-time hater of Patrick Mahomes, and I was too. But I actually respected him more when he played the Bucks and he was making every throw regardless of his old line was unhealthy and then regardless of his receivers weren't making plays. Like some of the throws this guy made were so good that it would hit his receivers in the face and like it was just that's when I gained respect and in this game just even gained it even more and just calm composure will make it maybe like a bad throw here and there but he usually makes up for it so it's just like this dude can make every play is he like superhuman? Talking about superhuman, they got a guy that's just freaking fast as fuck, Tyreek Hill. Again, this touchdown before when Josh Allen came and he thought he won the game was just a slant over the middle. Tyreek catches, goodbye, see you later, you can't catch me. Simple as that. The weapons are just perfectly aligned with how Mahomes plays, right? So Tyreek's speed is still very, very dangerous. And I always feel like Andy Andy Reid just catches everybody by surprise. Like, he has so many plays in that playbook that, like, oh, yeah, we got it covered. And then they do, like, a little trick play and you're not ready for it. And then they end up scoring a touchdown. You're like, how'd that happen? Because of Andy Reid. Just how creative he is. And, again, they look unbeatable. Defense played well but didn't play, like, supremely well. So, again, when you have Mahomes in that offense, it kind of covers up your flaws on defense where you just need to make a couple plays and then they'll do the rest. So, they look unbeatable now. Hot at the right time. Let's go to the Bills, eh? The Bills Mafia. I didn't even know what the Bills Mafia was, so apologies to Buffalo. But my brother showed me the videos. You guys are built different. And you guys do deserve one day to be in the Super Bowl. Because I just want to see how crazy Bills Mafia can go after that. So Josh Allen wins the game, I feel, if he got the ball first. Right? But that's the thing about the overtime rules is whoever gets the ball and to score, it is what it is. And now they're thinking about changing those rules. I'm just thinking as a competitor that I am and Josh Allen just sitting there on the bench like, yo, dog, I didn't get to touch the ball for real. Right? It just sucks because you know you're like, I can score this, but it just the rules are the rules. And he just didn't get the ball first. And I honestly felt that the Bills got the balls for the balls first. They'd be in the championship game right now. But anyways... I'm just saying, like, Josh Allen doesn't look too mobile. He's a big dude, and even some of the throws he makes, I'm like, damn, he got a lot of zip on that ball. But when he's running, he looks like a, he looks like even taller than Cam Newton. Not the same frame, but looks like Cam running. And yeah, I think he's a little sneaky, sneaky fast. How do you tackle Josh Allen? Some of these CBs and linebacks are looking at them like, do we tackle him in the legs? Can we grab him up top? Like, it's a big dude. Seriously, like, how do you tackle this guy? And then uh, his number one wide receiver, Mr. Uh, Diggs did not make any play except for one when he tackled the fan. That was the only impact I feel like he had on the on the games. Trayvon Diggs out here making plays and Strephon Diggs out here like tackling fans. Like, come on. I thought you a little bit better than that. And then uh, Sean McDermott, I feel like, is the coach of the year. There's one play that comes to my mind. I think I can't remember when it was, but uh, I think it was like either a third down or a fourth down call by the Chiefs. I think they were trying to run a uh, trick play. This guy came running to the side and started screaming some. Obviously, they practiced it. 
some words to his defense and the Chiefs have to call a time. I'm like, this guy's a legend for doing that, right? Like, holy, like he actually read the scouting report, went through it with his team, watched game film, and here we are perfectly. I'm like, I don't really see coaches do that. <clears throat> Coach McCarthy, where you at? And then finally, the defense played really well, but Mahomes just made the throws. I just felt like, yeah, they have a great uh, CB core with uh, safeties. But uh, Mahomes just made the best throws. And when he makes throws, and even when you have the perfect defense, and you have Tyree covered, you have Kelsey covered, and you have all those weapons just covered, Mahomes can buy enough time, then he can run. And I just feel so bad for the Bills' defense because they played a great game, and it just Mahomes was perfect and on. And that's what happens when he's perfect and on right and those were just the games over the weekend hopefully you guys enjoyed all that now we got the championship games which i'm looking forward to right so my question at all of this is where was the bills and the chiefs the best divisional game that you watched because personally for me i was like hell nah because i covered this on my uh instagram page i'm more than sports podcast if you want to check that out and i break that down definitely check it out and obviously we are on spotify apple music and obviously my tiktok is more than sports podcast where i just do like a little bit of clips and just funny stuff so never related to sports so check that out and other than that hopefully you guys enjoy the games hopefully we get more better football then by then we'll know who's going to the super bowl peace out guys Take care.